Welcome back to another episode of Mastering Money for Moms podcast, where we're discussing the two greatest generational gifts, raising a family and leaving a legacy. If you would, please like, subscribe, and share our podcast with others so we can help educate more people. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for listening. Just visiting here with Zach, I thought I better just go ahead and hit record because he's such a fascinating guest. He's done so much in real estate that I really wanted everybody to get to know him. I think all of us, me included, can leverage the experience you've had in real estate. So, um, you know, I always ask my guest speakers to come on and send me their bio. I've never experienced working with somebody as um, that has such an extensive diversity of investments like Zach. So Zach, I'm very eager to find out who was your role model uh, that got you into real estate? But let's first start with what are you invested in currently? Why don't you tell our audience about that? Sure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me as well. I appreciate that uh, this opportunity. But um, yeah, so I've kind of got started looking at opportunities. And as they came in and I evaluated, um, made a decision as to what I would go forward with. But so I'm currently invested in uh, a fund that has for a couple of hotels, um, some multifamily apartments, syndications, as well as um, a fund for some mobile home parks, um, some car washes. Um, I own a lot of lime trees um, in Colombia. Um, and then there is also a couple of land development projects that I'm a limited partner in. And well, one that I'm a general partner in, but one that I'm also a limited partner in. Um, and I'm just thinking if there's anything else, I, I think there's one other fund that has some land development as well as multifamily as well. Well, you mentioned some things that I think are intriguing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are actually more than a couple of things. Let's start with the fact that this is a fund that you've been investing in. So I think a lot of us have the experience or know about a REIT, you know, a real estate investment trust that these institutions put together mm-hmm. um, that investors like you and I to invest into. Is that the same thing that you're calling a fund or why don't you elaborate a little bit more about that? Yeah, and I'll go based on my understanding. So my understanding of a fund is, um, so in, in the situation that I'm invested in specifically, um, an opportunity for uh, the in, individuals who are on the general partner side to um, bring in investors in a pool of money that they can then put to towards multiple projects. Um, and in these situations, I was aware of what projects that they had already planned um, and that they had already um, had the plan in mind as to how they were gonna carry out the business plan as well. And so I had that confidence knowing that there was the uh, plan in place, what the assets were, where the opportunities were and what the, um, underwriting looked like so that I could feel more assured of the returns. Okay, so great. So it truly is a fund set up by a private group. Yeah. Okay. So that's that's exciting. Um. So how did you find this group? Uh, well, this there's a few different groups that I've I've worked with, and uh, some were through podcasts. I had been listening to some podcasts in relation to real estate investing and. Um, had really been attracted to the uh, opportunities of, of a couple of them as 
more just in how they were presenting their information. And so I started connecting with them on, on an infrequent basis and then hearing more and developing some rapport and relationships so that I could get an understanding of, of what they were doing, how they were operating, and um, then just carried into that relationship into an investment opportunity. Okay, great. So I'm assuming that you're not doing this full-time. Is that correct? You're, you're passively investing in these? Uh, yes, I am passively investing in these opportunities. Um, okay. I'm kind of in this weird transition phase from my full-time role um, as a business owner of the last, since 2013, and I sold the business in the fall. So I'm currently working for the new company as um, part of our agreement and uh, just evaluating the next opportunities and real estate became something that um, I was attracted to and um, have some family history with not personal, like my immediate family, but um, some extended family history. So, okay. So is that how you got introduced to real estate? I think that was really what intrigued me. I have an uncle whose uh, family started investing in real estate about 45 years ago. And I mean, his dad wanted to find an opportunity that if he were to for some reason, not be able to work. Um, and his family still needed to be able to get by. He needed to be able to, um, or he wanted to find a way to help them. So real estate became that opportunity for them. He started investing in some mobile home parks, and then they started to move into RV parks and that they've held over this past 45 years. And they continue to expand the operations. My uncle's a full-time pastor but he works about five hours a week in his real estate business and the rest of the time in his pastor role. And in that role, he's never had to take a salary because he earns his money through the real estate investments that his family started 45 years ago. Wow. I've, I've heard more and more pastors are, that are in real estate as of lately. And, um, you know, I think that's what we're all in real estate to do is really make up that extra stream of income that allows us the ability to make different decisions for ourselves along different seasons in our life. You know, if we need to step away and take care of an aging parent, which is kind of the case that I'm in right now, I don't have the urgency that I have to be showing up every single day. I can be taking care of my mom because I've created a stream of income through rental properties. And, um, so that's that's awesome that you had a role model in your life early on that kind of set the stage for you. Um, that's intriguing. So um, good for you for at least noticing because a lot of people get exposed to it and then they just never really, it never dawns on them. Hey, I could, I could be doing this too, right? There's a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, it, for me, it was, it was that. And then listening to these podcasts and I heard this uh, individual who was 20 at the time and he had over 300 apartment units that um, he was the general partner on um, with some other members of that group. And, and I started hearing his story and thinking, wow, th there's opportunity here that can start at a young age, can start at an older age, really for anybody. Truly, yeah. Um, so tell us more about your lime tree investment. How did that come sure. to be? And how is that performing for you? Um, well, it's in it's in the early stages. So at this point, um, we have, don't have any 
updates on performance, but uh, that was really a recent investment. I had been listening to some podcasts again, and I started hearing about investing in uh, farmland. And there was a group that was uh, on a podcast and I started connecting with them again and just hearing about the opportunity. And it seemed like it made sense to me. And sometimes you have to go with what, what your gut is telling you and what yeah. feels right. But yeah, the opportunity is in Colombia in this situation. And um, I really valued the group and the time that they spent with me. And I'm looking forward to reporting back on how that is going. Yeah, well, that, we will have to have you back on here as another guest at, at a later time. How long is a hold like that? I mean, is that something you invest in for, you know, I know multifamily people mm -hmm. like to, you know, get in and hold those properties for three to five years, add the value, and then, you know, sell that to another investor or another syndication group. What about in the case of lime trees? Is that a 40-year hold, 20-year hold until the trees mature? Or what does that look like? Yeah, this could be a longer term hold because there is that period of time that there needs to be growth before they're producing at full. Um, and I, I can't, I don't remember exactly when that time frame is, but, you know, they need at least that first seven years of from the time they're they're planted to, to get to producing fruit. And so they have some diversity though within that um, area that they uh, bought that some of the trees are older already. So you have some opportunity for some of the uh, plants to be producing uh, before others. Uh, but then they're gonna be harvesting fruit and at some point planting new trees. So it continues in that cycle. So you can continue to hold that for the long term. You know, and I, I, it just dawned on me as an investor, you can go down and look at those fruit mm -hmm. trees and look at your investment yep. and take a vacation, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. They've already invited okay. us down anytime. We were welcome to come down and see directly the trees that we invested in. You know, I, I think that is a brilliant strategy, right? Invest where you want to travel. Yeah. And kudos to them for giving you that opportunity to come down there and see the orchards and and really get to see firsthand where your money is go gone and going. Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, so what about the car washes and mobile home parks? Have you seen um, any kind of difference between these different asset classes? Uh, so with car washes, that was something that I, again, listening to podcasts and connecting with the group, I thought, wow, this there's another opportunity here. They're, and I'm seeing it in my own town where they're taking these areas and putting these massive car washes in full service. And it's that same model that they're looking at and taking mom and pop owned opportunities that they can then um, increase efficiencies and effectiveness and, and turn it around as a higher performing asset. So um, and there's the car washes were a group of car washes that they had purchased for that purpose um, in order to um, create the opportunity for the investors. And I think this is the, the second um, offering that they had with car washes. And I think there was a third after this one. So they're seeing the performance already. Um, with mobile home parks, yeah, there's a different opportunity there as well where they... Um, investors or the owners of the property may own 
the, the buildings and the pads, or they just might own the pads and they're renting it out to the people that own the, their trailer on the pads. Um, there's less of the overhead costs. Um, that's why my, my regards to my uncle, they invest in RV parks because they have a lot lower overhead costs with the um, opportunity there. So definitely a different asset class, but um, seeing performance already with the um, the mobile home parks and and also the car washes. So it's really yeah. just great to see the diversification. Yeah. No, you know, I know more and more people that have bought RVs during this season of COVID. And I think there's a more and more, you know, it's a greater demand. And I don't see that ever changing. I think we now live in a more mobile world because COVID has taught us we can all live at home and work successfully. Yeah. And why not buy an RV and, and travel more frequently and be able to right. make for anywhere we're at, right? Absolutely. So I think that was a great investment on your part in recognizing that. Yeah, well, thank you. So let me ask you on all of these, you know, I know what mobile home, not mobile home, multifamily properties returns mm -hmm. look like, you know, we're trying to find assets that will return 17 to 25%, right? If we can do better than that, great. But, you know, that's just icing on the cake. But those are just mm -hmm. pretty much standard returns that we look for. Now, when it comes to mobile home parks or car washes, ATMs, lime trees, whatever it is, is that pretty much the range of returns that they're trying to get to as well? Or is it different? Yeah, I'm going to bring up a, just a sheet behind me so that I can see what I'm looking at. But, um, sure. but yeah, I mean, it's, it's essentially very similar ballpark ranges that you're mentioning, um, because I know for myself that that's what I'm looking for too. I don't, yeah. I, when I found out about syndications and the opportunities there, and I also happened to find this out at a time when stock, stock market was really not performing well and seeing a lot of change there, I thought, wow, this is a great opportunity. And so that's where I, I did jump in as we, we talked about. But um, yeah, let me see if I can have any specifics, but. I don't have the specifics on the the lime trees in front of me, but the um, yeah the assets for the the mobile home park seventeen percent IRR seven percent cash returns are projected with the five to ten year hold. So, um, so yeah, definitely kind of similar ranges. Um, and I know when I did go through the process and review of the, the lime trees and that opportunity, um, felt very confident with the ranges being very similar. Okay. Um, so what does the next, you know, we've got this rise in interest rates and, you know, it looks like if you watch media, any kind of media, that doomsday is ahead of us. Now, I know I don't subscribe to even watching television at this point because my day is a lot more rewarding if I tune all that negativity out. But I'm curious, what, what does the next year hold for you? Do you see opportunity ahead or do you see um, bunker, you know, I'm hunkering down and, you know, putting my money under my mattress. I mean, what is your investment philosophy at this point for the next year? Like really trusting, if I'm passively investing, it's trusting the individuals who that are going to be managing the assets and those that I'm investing with that they've done their underwriting well and that they are able to 
provide me that level of confidence that like this is the right time um, to go ahead and continue to invest. I, I hear about there are going to be opportunities because people will have bought high or they let leverage too, uh, too high. So they need to then get out of those situations. So I think there will be some opportunities created in this market with changes in interest rates and um, things cooling down in a different way. So I, I don't think now is the time to hide the money under the mattress, but continuing to do that due diligence with the people that you're investing with is key and critical. Yeah. I think right now, um, if you don't run away and you become educated, um, listen, you know, jump on as many podcasts, like you said, mm -hmm. that you've done. And I know that that's how I got started is trying to figure out, okay, what's the best vehicles to grow my net worth. And I found multifamily has been extremely valuable, um, mm -hmm. and rewarding to our family. And I know that with interest rates increasing and the shortage of housing, the demand for multifamily is continuing to increase. And there's going to be more millionaires, I think, created mm -hmm. in this next few years. If you get in now and don't wait, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can't really time the market, but there's better times than others, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and I think truly this is one of them. Um. So as you're changing professions and or looking for the next opportunity, do you see yourself becoming more and more engaged and active in real estate or what's next for you? Yeah, I mean that's my goal right now. I'm I'm receiving coaching and I'm involved with a, a group that does coaching and consulting. And I absolutely want to be more involved and more active in the process. I mentioned that there is a, a land development project in North Carolina, and that's probably my first. I mean, other than I, I do own a couple of commercial properties locally that were part of our clinic space. And so we needed those for therapy, but I still retained ownership after the sale of my company. So I have some of that experience, but um, but I'm interested in working with others so that I can learn from other people that have been down these roads before. Um, that land development opportunity, that became something that came through a relationship with someone who's also coaching others in real estate and uh, was willing to, to take, take me on and help provide me some guidance and support and how I can be actively a part of the, the team. So I'm excited there, but um, I'm also doing some work with a gentleman in Texas that um, is getting into multifamily, has done a lot of fix and flips. And uh, so we're, we're starting to look at some opportunities together and um, creating relationships with other people that um, may become people that I work with in the future as well. So I'm, I'm really excited about this upcoming year and uh, years to come. Well, I think that, you know, yesterday was probably a better day than today to invest, but it's today is the next best day, right? Yeah. 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 And kudos to you for hiring a coach. There are so many people that don't know what to do. And so they just continue to educate themselves, but never take the next mm. step. And the fact that you took the next step is really critical to, you know, accelerating your progress. And yeah. uh, I know you're going to do really well in North Carolina. We bought a property there last year and we already have that. I mean, we we're looking at selling that asset already in one year's time. So that's really exciting for us. Wow. And we've got a couple okay. other opportunities there in North Carolina, like you. Yep. And um, 
you know, there, it, there's no better time than today. And right. for any of our listeners that are out there wondering what to do, I would just say, take action, yeah. you know, reach out to Zach or myself, inquire more. And so Zach, that leads me to my next question. If people want to connect with you and learn more about any of these individual investments, how can they get a hold of you? Yeah, right now, the best way to reach out to me is just through email, right? my email address, my first initial last name at gmail.com. As I look to get more active in this, um, I will be changing that to something else. But, um, but right now, it's my first initial Z, last name Duggar, D-U-G-G-E-R at gmail.com. Okay, wonderful. And to wrap it up, is there any one particular action or book or um, that you would suggest our listeners listen to or read that will really make all the difference in what they're doing? I really think that working with people who have experience is going to be a strong value to anyone, whether it's paid for coaching or someone who's willing to just have you come alongside of them doing some work to assist them. But um, seeking out that support from someone with experience, um, you know, I, I, I think I'd do a disservice to not mention uh, those couple of groups that I'm part of right now um, with Rod Cleef and Ken Van Lu, um, and then the amazing people I've met through both of those uh, groups that I think are going to add a lot of value. And I know they're adding value to me already, um, yeah. but definitely could add value to others. Um, but I mean, those are, they're amongst many other great people in this business. So that yeah. would be my recommendation. Well, thank you for that advice. Um, we, you and I actually met through the Rod Cleef um, program, and I'm actually a coach for Rod Cleef now. And um, I agree with you that you get involved in a program like that and your network grows immensely Absolutely. and you cannot help but succeed when you're in a group like that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Well, thank you. Thank you for your time. Um, good luck to you and all, you know, your future endeavors. And I look forward to having you back to hear more about your lime tree investment, your car washes, and then also this new build that you're getting in on. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate the time again. Uh, you know, I look forward to staying connected. All right. Well, you have a wonderful day. Thank Thanks. you. You too, Jennifer. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Mastering Money for Moms podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, follow, and leave a rating or review because it helps support the growth of this podcast. Also, I'd be so grateful if you would please share our podcast on Instagram and tag me at Mastering Money for Moms to help us grow our community of mothers. We'll see you on the next episode of Mastering Money for Moms.